Samuel Shaib, and I'm documenting my journey from immigrant professional to entrepreneur and highlighting the lessons I have learned from the works of the coaches and mentors who are guiding me. Each week, you will get to hear me share steps I'm taking to build my business, as well as conversations with other successful and like-minded individuals. I bring on these leaders and business owners to tell their stories of success and failure so we can take and apply the lessons they have learned over the years. If you are an internationally trained professional just like me, or an entrepreneur in the early stages of your business, or maybe you are still in your 9 to 5 and probably considering starting your own business and looking for guidance from some of the brightest minds on how to create a lifestyle of freedom, absolute control and fulfillment in life and business, then this is for you. Welcome to the Lead Podcast. The thing is, um, you never really know that um, it's going to work out, right? But the fact that you're still willing to go for it, for me, you know, um, it's just an indication that that's the thing that I'm supposed to do. I can tell you that I fell through the net several times, mm-hmm. five years in, six years in. It was like every, at every turn, there was I was, you know, falling through Wow. A bottomless, it's more or less, wow. you know, yes. And it will be like, I'm starting all over again. But the fact that I was still willing every time I'm still, uh, do, do you know that um, I, I can remember at least four or five times during, um, since I left, I went back to do, um, to do some nine to fives just so I could raise money for money. one project or the other. I tell you. Mm. I just go do a nine to five, maybe for two, two months, three months. Just, I needed to get it out of my system. People refuse to take chances in business or in life generally because they fear the criticism which may follow if they fail. The fear of criticism in such cases, it's stronger than the desire for success. And too many refuse to set high goals for themselves or even neglect selecting anything, any, any particular choice, just because they fear the criticism of relatives and friends. Who may say, don't aim so high, people may think you are crazy. And this was certainly the case for, our, for today's future, uh, featured guest, Okpeo Lua Bamiro, who set out on her journey into entrepreneurship over a decade ago. Okpeo Lua is the founder and CEO of Deke Group, a multifaceted company with expertise in construction, energy, hospitality, procurement, branding, education, as well as food catering services. But before we get into Okpa's story today, let's cue in the intro. This is the League of Icons. Mind your mind. Feed your focus and play by a different set of rules. Um, I'd like to welcome Okpa to the show. Okpa, nice to have you on the show today. Thanks. Nice to be here on the show. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> My first podcast. Wow, that's 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 amazing. Um, there's always, there's always a first time for everything, and it's I believe it's a new experience for me as well. So, what we're doing on the show today is to highlight your journey to success. I would say um, you may necessarily not be um, the way you want your business to be at the, at the moment, but it's definitely been a journey from where you were a couple of years back. And I felt yeah. that would be a great opportunity to highlight your successes and the lessons you've learned um, in the course of building your business to where it is right now. So what I'd like for us to do is, um, if you don't mind, just start off by telling us what you do 
what you do currently and, and where your business is, is at right now? Okay, it's a very hard question. But to try to summarize what I do, yeah. my hands are basically in a lot of things. But um, basically, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, in the space of um, the last 13 years, um, I have been involved in, um, I would say, like 10 to 15 different startups. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. in, the, in the last decade yes exactly so you really are um, a serial entrepreneur yeah some of them have you know failed woefully oh yeah that's <laughs> the journey of, yeah exactly so while some of them have you know done quite well wow. and um, from construction to human capital development to marketing communications uh food catering services graphic wow. design like <laughs> everywhere <laughs> you know so and of course i mean at every point in time there've been different kinds of challenges but basically i would say it's been a very very interesting journey you know the last Absolutely. couple of years yeah the last 10 years most especially have been the toughest but um yeah at least um i would say i've had it, the experience has sort of um thickened uh, my resolve your resolve to wanting to exactly to go on with with what i'm doing Awesome. I think the f- when I first started knowing you way back, um, I-, I knew you were in construction, but I mean, it's it's amazing to hear that you've been in several other, you know, business endeavors and startups in the last in the last decade. And that's that's quite an amazing, amazing story, I'll say, um, because really for entrepreneurs, um, that's where I believe that's where the knowledge and the experience that kind of, you know, positions you for the kind of success that you eventually would um would um would begin to experience. So right now, what what exactly, what what is what exactly is the is the major focus of your business as of today? Okay, so we have a value chain that um, basically caters to all sectors of our economy. Um, I would say that the main business has been you know construction, and when I say construction, um, we offer turnkey services, um, which means we handle end-to-end business um, solutions for um, startups, um, for already um, structured companies, uh, FFCGs, energy sector, and the rest of them. Um, We offer interior design services, architectural design services, um, and full... um, civil engineering services, more or less. And uh, what happened is um, in what, in doing what we've been doing uh, for the past couple of years, we found that um, sometimes getting um, skilled manpower had been a problem, you know, um, to handle maybe specialized um, uh, tasks mm-hmm. on projects. So we have to, you know, source for... Um, trained artisans to handle one aspect of, of, of the work or the other and mm-hmm. sometimes it, you know we had faced different challenges so we had to set up a vocational um, training academy where we now started to train people uh, to be able to 
first of all, we trained them so they could handle different things that we're doing on our projects. And when we saw that, you know, the request uh, was increasing, we now had to throw it open to uh, the public and even some governmental um, institutions who now, you know, come to us and um, ask us to also train other youths and other people. In fact, some this year we've had some private companies also approach us to train um, the existing staff in not just construction courses now, but also in manufacturing uh, sector. So um, those, those are the two main... You see, what we do is an entire value chain. So as much as we have the construction, uh, we have the training, we also handle cleaning. And this cleaning was also born out of a need because we realized we were spending years of money um, getting um, cleaning um, companies or facility management companies to handle the post-construction cleaning for our wow. projects. Yes, so, <laughs> we're spending money. So basically your, your value chain um, began to expand based on the, the needs that, are, that arose yes, the from, needs, the, from yes, the services you're offering. On each of our projects. Awesome. Awesome. So before yes, we, before we, before we begin... Before we get into the, because um, I'm I'm really interested in how you started this um, the skills acquisition academy. I'm really interested in, in how that got started. But before we get to that, how did you how did you develop this business to start to the place where I mean it started attracting gov- government organizations as well as um, the private sector? Because I know that a while ago you have the, you have this blog that you that you also run, and I was reading you know. Yes through your blog back to when you started and i could see pictures of you in your very small office you had this table yes. and you will post on a daily basis how that you just got this job and then you're trying to um you know design or construct like a reception area i, I want to, be able to see, i want people to, be able to appreciate the journey because it sounds now that you're you know you're into very huge projects but i want people to understand uh, the perspective from where you're coming from that it, it started from it started from somewhere so give us that that backstory Okay, so the backstory. All right. So I had a nine to five, um, which I loved very much, you know. Um, very extremely hyperactive person. So my energy just has to be directed, you know, into you know different projects. You know, I'm not really the office sitting kind of person, you know. So when I had to leave my nine to five, I just knew that it was time, you know, for me to leave. And the truth is I still wanted to start something within the construction sector because I've always wanted to um, be in construction. And um, I started from my house because I didn't have an office. I couldn't afford an office. Um, so my dad gave me a space um, to use. And um, of course, I knew that clients couldn't come look for me father's house you know so what i would do would be you know during the daytime and as as back as far back as then there was nothing like uh instagram and the rest of it so <laughs> i didn't <laughs> i didn't have you know all those social media platforms yeah utilized i didn't even have a website hmm. you know um so i mean there was really no way of any clients verifying my claims hmm. to um you know what I could do, and because I also knew that um, I hadn't studied civil engineering or anything, you know, within that um, sector, but I, I still knew that okay, I had to start from somewhere. So what I did was I started, you know, asking friends to volunteer their houses, you know, for me to redesign, you know, just renovate, make some changes, just you know, spruce up their spaces, because I needed to have a portfolio to start with. 
you know. So, and you know, the thing about this business is, is based on referrals, right? You know, largely based on referrals. I mean, you do a good job. Obviously, someone sees it, you know. And you know, the way it is now is people can post their jobs online for right. people to see them. Right. Yeah, but we didn't have that. You know, as of 2005, 2006, when I started, mm. you know, so we just had to, I didn't even have a, um, a camera phone to even, <laughs> to even take the, yes, I didn't have a camera phone, you know, so when I, when I think back at, you know, some of the jobs I started with, I really, I don't even have pictures of those wow. jobs anymore. Yes, I don't have pictures of those jobs anymore, but the memories are always there, you know, and you remember where you started from. So um, some some people gave me their houses, you know, to do. Some of them I had to do with my own money. You when you know, say so when just, you say houses, you, you, are you talk, referring to like interior decoration for yes, the for the okay. That, yes. Okay. Yes, so that's basically where I started from the interior decoration, uh, because like I said, I didn't really have so much uh, uh, knowledge, you know, about the sector. So I had to just start from somewhere. You know, so I would start just, you know, maybe start with painting ideas, um, drapes and, you know, um, um, pillows here and there, you know, just basically interior decoration, yeah. you know. And so from that, it metamorphosed into actual interior design, which involves, uh, you know, the design and planning you know, of the spaces, which is far much more than interior decoration. Right. You know? So um, I knew that I had to get more knowledge. I had a mentor who I, you know, from time to time, he's an architect that I would go to, you know, ask him, he'll give me books to read. I was reading a lot of books, you know, and um, I didn't really have so much uh, internet um, access, but um, I, I, if I remember correctly, I was using a dialogue then. Wow, you know, uh, and it was very expensive, so I really couldn't, you know, uh, it wasn't very sustainable. Um, so but anytime I went online, it was basically just to you know read about you know interior design projects, what was happening around the world, what were people doing, and all of that. I think my first major job, um, and the, as I then the client didn't even know <laughs> that was my first major job, uh, <laughs> commercial job, uh, was high TV. Wow, and, I remember uh, ITV. Yeah. yeah, I remember ITV, yeah. So that's my first major job. And then, so uh, we had put together, you know, a nice design. I got there to do the recce, you know, just to see what um, they wanted to do. Took the brief from the client, you know. Now, the thing is this. Um, what what I would say uh, gave me um, confidence was the fact that I already had my normal um administrative experience my work my nine-to-five experience right so it's always important when you have um discipline in that aspect you know and then you bring it into your own um business you know it just helps for people to take you seriously so i had my notepad my pen and everything i had my measuring tape you know on my waist and so everybody <laughs> just listened to me you know and that you know that kind of helped me um to get that audience, you know, so I would sit with my, I didn't have a team per se, but I had a guy who was an architect and he was very good with 3Ds. So I would sit with him and I'll tell him, okay, I want, I want this, I want that, I want this color, I want this space, I want this, you know, so I was very, you know, clear about what I wanted. So when, when he would do the 3Ds for me, I have to go sit with the clients because I couldn't, you know, use um, the softwares. Yeah. So, um, I would have to go sit with the clients, you know, have a presentation. They would ask me a lot of questions that I didn't know. 
you know, but based on my experience, I'll be able to answer them. You know, every, I mean, um, what I'm trying to say, it wasn't like he was just, I was sailing through. No, no, no. I would go back, I would read all those questions they'd ask me. I want to know, um, you know, more about it so that I'll be, you know, better prepared, you know, the next time I wanted to um, go answer them. And the truth is that after that project, before I got my next project, <laughs> it was very, very, very difficult. Wow. Extremely. Extremely. So it wasn't like it was just a walk in park, really. So if I if I understand you clearly, um this business was born out of a passion that you had. It was a it was a passion you had. It wasn't necessarily something you were trained in. At all. I wasn't trained in it. Wow. And all this while I'd always my believed probably degree. you had <laughs> I'd At always all. believe my first degree is in marketing. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. My first degree is in marketing. You know, it was when I was not doing my master's. I did my master's in project management. But I have always loved construction. I am so comfortable in the construction sector. You can't imagine the, the kinds of projects that I've handled now. Seriously. I've handled different kinds of projects. It's unbelievable. Hmm. In fact, I was a client I met with uh, sometime last year. And it was like, where you... You are a story that people should actually read about because uh, you are self-taught. Let me just put it that way. Mm. I read a lot. I wake up every night. At least I give in like three three hours between 1 a.m. to like 4 a.m. every day. Wow. I'm always online. I'm reading. Because I have to be the best. See, I'm leading a team. I have architects who work for me. I have engineers who work for me. So I, I, if I have to be, I don't have to be the most intelligent person in the room, Absolutely. but had to be well-informed so that I am not out of place um, doing discussions with clients. And at the end of the day, even when my team, they're even responding to um, questions maybe from clients and all of that, the client always looks to me. They'll be looking at me to, for me to answer them. For your input. Exactly. You know, and so they'll just turn to me and say, okay, so, um, yeah, we'd like to hear from the architect. <laughs> <laughs> But um, before before we go further, let me let me let me go back a, a couple more um, a couple more steps. So you had a regular yeah. nine to five, and yes. because of your passion, you felt that was what you were. Why why did you leave the nine to five? Because from what if I understand clearly, you were quite comfortable okay. with the nine to five. But why did you leave? Okay, so um, let, me, let me I'll answer like this. I'm a creative innovator, so I'm very, I'm always very restless, extremely restless. And when when it when it happens like that, I know that um, I don't want to call it anxiety, really, but uh, I just know that there's something I'm supposed to be doing that I'm not doing. It's just like sometimes when I have a presentation, uh, like I, if I have a presentation tomorrow, I'll be so restless the day before until I get it out of my system. I just have to do it. So I just knew that it was time for me to leave. It, it was just time for me. Nobody understood why I had to leave because business was doing so well. My night five was doing so well. I was well paid. Everybody loved me. The directors loved me. I mean, we're family. They trusted right. me, you know, so it wasn't the right time to leave normally if you're looking at it. Right. But I just knew that um, I wanted to leave. I wanted to just go start something. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I just knew I had to. Right. The reason why I asked this question is because a lot of times when when I when I um, hold my coaching sessions, the, the, it's always a question that I find a lot of my clients asking me. The, the, and the question is, how do I 
um how am no, i sure I'm, I'm, yeah how am i sure i'm in in fulfilling my purpose or what i'm doing right now and i'm not sure i'm so a lot of times it's it's either you're not happy with what they're doing or they are scared mm. to begin what they actually love to do so i wanted to just you know draw the reason how you how how you how you arrived at the point that you were convinced it was the right time and it was the right thing to be doing at that time because okay. you were you had a safety net you had a good job how did yes. you yes the thing is um you never really know that um it's going to work out right but the fact that you're still willing to go for it for me you know um it's just an indication that that's the thing that i'm supposed to do i can tell you that I fell through the net several times, mm. five years in, six years in, it was like every, at every turn, there was, I was, you know, falling through wow. a bottomless, it's <laughs> more or less, wow. you know, yes. And it would be like, I'm starting all over again. But the fact that I was still willing every time I'm still, uh, do, do you know that um, I, I can remember at least four or five times during, um, since I left, I went back to do, um, to do some nine to fives just so I could raise money for money. one project or the other. I tell you, mm. I just go do a nine to five, maybe for two, two months, three months, just, I needed to get it out of my system. Mm. Right. That's okay, you're on the right path. You're doing what you are supposed to do. You're doing what you were born to do. Mm. Do you understand? So I'm very comfortable within the construction space. So when I went back to do the nine to five, um, at the end of the day, I won't even raise the money that I really wanted to even raise. You right. understand? But it still gives me more confidence than previously. You understand? Because mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, you know what? I'm coming back with more firepower this time around. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know, and I'm, I'm telling myself, because I just needed to be sure. See, I have experience with administrative work, right? So if there was nothing else that I, I had to do, I know at least I can fall back on that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But every, so, I mean, that was why for every time I had to, you know, leave my business and then just go do something, you know, they were like pet projects, more or less, you understand? Right. And the truth, I'm not trying to um, make it seem like, oh, I was doing okay. No, I was broke. <laughs> really broke. Yeah. I, I, needed, I needed you to, to, to say that part because <laughs> it, that's the yeah. scary part of running, really, starting a business, especially when you had, you, you're yeah. comfortable in your nine to five. Oh, yeah. I was broke. Wow. See, my, my, my folks, everybody couldn't understand. Look, just go back to your nine to five. Like, why are you spring yourself like this? That was always, see, I didn't get any support. I can tell you that, you know. So everybody just felt, you know what? This is just pride. You know, why can't you just go? Especially because you didn't even, this is not your sector. Hmm. So why right. are you trying was, so hard? There's nothing you were trained yes. for. Yes. There's nothing I was trained for. So but, why but try you, so hard? But you had this inner calling that was what you were meant to be doing. Yes. So That's I just funny. kept telling myself, you know what? It's just this, this period that is just difficult. I'm still going to just work it out somehow, you know? And so from, one project and then someone sees it and then another person sees it. And for every time I had to take on a new project that I knew absolutely nothing about, you know, I had to devote more time to reading, studying, you know, asking myself questions after questions, you know, I would even go to sites, you know, sites where I didn't even know anybody, just go there just to go and learn, ask questions. Wow. I'll ask questions. Okay, why is this that? Why is that this? You know, and all of that. 
you know, and all this was basically just preparing me, you know, for the thing that I was eventually going to do. You know, I remember there was a time that um, I went, I went to um, a friend's site, you know, and I, um, I was asking some questions and, you know, first of all, this is not, um, um, I wouldn't, I don't want to, you know, talk about gender when it comes to construction, right? right. Um, but you, everybody just knows that more men are into the construction sector than women. Very true. <laughs> so um, when you think about a lady now coming to the site and asking those kind of questions, and then they giving you this look like, yeah. why are you asking these questions? I mean, you should be asking about, oh, okay, what about the tapestry? You know, where are they going to fix the roses? I wasn't interested <laughs> in the finishing aspects. I was more interested in okay, the structure, you know, mm. the ambience. You know, I just wanted to know, okay, you know, what informed, you know, their choices of, you know, mm. this design that they had picked for, you know, whatever the project was. was. You know, so yeah, because those are things that you know uh, give me joy <laughs> if I can put it like that, and that's why getting trained manpower was now very important. You know, because I'd seen how a lot of things had been done, you know, in different places, and I just wanted to be able to do something different. And I kid you not, there have been process projects that I, I got that I that I messed up, I messed up, and I know mm-hmm. I messed up. You know, and some of them, I had the opportunity to redo them. Some of them, I didn't have the opportunity. I still regret those ones, right? So, so in cases um, where you, in cases where you didn't have the opportunity to, what? How did you? I mean, how did you handle those clients in in, in such situations? I mean, I know that money must have been involved. How? Did, oh what? yes, I I left a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you you know the beauty of all of this is this: um, when you've lost money. It just um, gives you this kind of confidence that it was the worst that could happen. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Like, I've been on this journey for this long. I've seen things, right? So I just tell myself, okay, so at least I know one other way that, you know, it doesn't you know work. So I'm going to try it another way. Right. I mean, I've been, I've been at, I've been at um, different points where I must have felt like Einstein. Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> you know so um so first of all i lost money and for me i would say that because when you're building a brand like that and you're in, a, in an industry that you don't know so much uh, about mm-hmm. and from day one you're already moving against the contrary wind you're in an industry that doesn't really want you let me yeah. put it that way yeah right so it means that you have to do so much more you know I'm not even trying to fit in. That's the truth. I'm trying to create my own niche. Wow. So, yeah. So, I'm not, I'm not in competition with anybody. I see a lot of people post things, you know, they post the different things that they are doing. I'm never threatened. I'm not, they were not there when I started this journey. So, right. we are all, and there's enough room for everybody. You understand? Interesting. So, um, for me, I'm like, okay, I mean, it's just money that is lost anyway. So um, what do I have to do? I'd rather save this client because after I lost those two clients, you know, I, I, I just told myself that I will never let this happen again, you know? So I'll just sit down with the client and let them know, okay, uh, this, is, this is what I think, you know, we can do to solve this problem. Uh, I'm willing to, you know, redo it with my own money. This and, that. and all, all those times, I have to get money 
I will borrow money just to redo the job. Why? Because integrity is important. What's at stake? Yeah. I just, I don't want someone saying, oh, I did this and did that, you know, and did this job well, and then she walked away, you know, stuff like that. So I really just wanted to make sure that um, at least I leave the job, you know, I may not make anything um, from the job. Because, you know, the thing about this thing is that, um, and some of the times that I even uh, messed up, wasn't because I didn't do the job well. It was because I, you know, as an entrepreneur, <laughs> there are many things you have to learn. Right. I had, I was having zero over 10 on my billing system. <laughs> <laughs> zero over 10, I tell you. I would say that anyone who is um, um, starting out, there are a lot of things that you have to learn. Right. You understand? Never do your bills with my, I, I don't want to mention any software per se, right? right, right. But for me, Excel is home for me than Microsoft Word. Let me just put it that way. Because I've had situations where I did calculations, boy, and the thing messed me up. So, but at least with formulas, there's nothing wrong with going to learn Excel. Right. There, there, there's several um, so, um, online trainings Softwares, where they teach. Yeah. Micro, uh, yeah teach softwares, pay for it and learn it. It's very important because when I started, I didn't know how to really calculate quantities and all that. So I would have to, you know, hire um, a cost estimator um, to help me work out the bill. And then, I, of course, I had to pay. And sometimes maybe I didn't have the money because I'm not even sure if I'm going to get the job or not. And then right. the cost estimator is already asking for his upfront payments, you know. So sometimes I don't even have the money and uh, I'll attempt to do it myself. And all those times, I shot myself in the leg. In fact, I was bleeding all over. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 in essence, from if I if I I just want to be sure that um, I'm, we're we're following you on the right track. So, you you've mentioned the fact that you had a mentor when you started out, and and, and I'm I'm believing that you're, yes. what you're trying to communicate to us is the essence of having someone that you can you can always you know you know bounce off your mm. ideas off of, right? Um, yes. Okay. So let me put it this way. Even though he was my mentor, uh, he was my mentor for the um, for the for the design world. Mm-hmm. Let me put it okay. that way. For so the in terms of world. design, yes. In terms of design, helping me bring out my creativity, helping me, um, you know, see that there's so much more that I can do. I didn't because he was also in the same industry. Obviously, um, I really couldn't get so much from him as to okay, how do I sit down to do bills and estimates? How do I sit down to do? So I didn't have access to that. I didn't have anyone, you know, to teach was me. Was that because was that things. because he wasn't willing to to show you, or you just felt you didn't want to be intrusive? I, I think it, it would be the latter, really, okay. Uh, okay. because he was always very busy. Okay. And every okay. time I had to see him, you know, I just had to utilize the time to ask him very important questions. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and and there, actually, there was a time I even went to meet him and I told him, okay, you know what? This is not working again. <laughs> and I'd like to come work for you. Right. I'd like to direct my energy to come work for you. And do you know what he told me? He said, you have so much more in you that it would be a waste to hire you. Mm. That's what he told me. I don't know if he said it just to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 
to get rid of me. Well, obviously not. You know? But I mean, okay. I mean, looking back right now, he must have had the best intentions because you, you did come and you surmounted that. Yes. 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 So when you when you look back the last ten years, what what would what would you say has been? What would you say were the qualities that kept you going? I, I mean, you, I remember you had mentioned the fact that you were there were several times that um, issues happened, situations happened, and they they, they strengthened mm. your resolve. What were those qualities that really kept you um, kept you focused as you as you progressed on this journey? Okay, hunger. First of all, yeah. <laughs> no, when you say hunger, was, it, was that hunger? As <laughs> no, in? no, no. I, I, I promise you, it's the same one you're thinking about. <laughs> Yeah, because you know wow. the thing is that um people are never really honest about this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I I want to be very rich. I have a lot of people who depend on me, I have a lot of people that I'm responsible for. So I don't right. have a choice. Right. I don't have the luxury of um just being an ordinary person. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So I've got to be rich. I've got to uh when I say rich, um I mean that I've got to be financially um, independent to be able to do every everything that I want to do to, to do the projects that I need to do when I need to do them. I need to be able to command hearing in everything that I'm doing. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, um, but I, I would say hunger. You know, like I said, um, because um, if you're not hungry enough, you know, and you're just okay, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. you're just okay. You're not. There's nothing is really pushing you. I remember, I see, the thing is, I never forget why I started. I never forget because it's important to me to know where I'm coming from, where I'm going, how far. And you see, I'm this kind of person. Eh? I hate mediocrity. Mm. I hate it so much. I detest it. So it's important for me at every point in time to evaluate myself. Where am I now? How far am I from where I'm going? Okay, where I'm going? Am I really going on the right path? Do I need to retrace my steps? These are questions I ask myself. Right. Very, very important to me, you know. Um, I'm a choleric sanguine. So uh, there's the tendency for me, um, you know, <laughs> to, to, to be crazy sometimes. <laughs> you understand? Uh, and to, you know, um, lose a fit, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that sanguine, in me just you know makes me just um balance things out and the reason why i'm saying this is the choleric part of me helps with my restlessness so i make sure that um when i'm having those moments you understand at the times i ask myself those kind of questions okay i speak i speak english to myself and i speak in my native language to myself (laughs) Jonathan, right. your he- you, you just have to make sure that you put your head in the game. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because I asked myself this. And in, and to tell you the truth, I was you know, I told you I was working from home. Right. I was working from home. Then I had staff who were reporting in my house because we couldn't afford to pay rent for an office. Yes. So eventually, when we're able to now pay rent for an office, then if you didn't even feel like going to work, when you remember that your <laughs> you landlord, have rent to pay. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you have rent to pay, you have salaries to pay, you have all of that, you you must stay hungry. 
you know of course um that's number one and that has to do with me because i have to be self-motivating obviously because i'm a team lead so i have to ensure that um I stay strong, you know, for yeah, everybody. Every um, and yeah, and also the love for what I do also keeps me going, you know, the love for what I do. Because the thing is, um, I don't, there's been several times that I've had to sleep on site hmm. back to back. I spent, in fact, there was a particular project that we did, you know, and, and I was still nursing my second child then, you know, I, I was still home for over a week. Over a week, you know, it was really, really bad. You know, my husband would have to come, you know, bring the baby, you know, and all of that. So there have been difficult times, you know, on different projects. Um, but um, I'll tell you, we've sailed through, and that's because um, I love what I do. My family, they, they support me now. Right. Um, what I, yeah, they support me now, you know, and uh, my dad, most especially, he, um, he always says that, you know, um, all the things that he wanted me to do, because he's an accountant. Right. You know, so he's always like, oh, why can't you just do accounting or just do something? Why do you have to go into this very dangerous sector? You know, construction is, is too stressful, this and that. But now he's like, oh, he's my biggest cheerleader <laughs> you know <laughs> cheering me on you know awesome. to do what I, I love to do so awesome. and you know construction isn't the only thing that I do like I said mm-hmm. you know um, we also have the training which came out of a need then I mentioned the cleaning um, outfit we also have the cleaning company that also does cleaning now we clean for ourselves and we also clean for other clients, all the clients. you know and then we also notice we're spending a lot of money for welfare uh, when I say welfare, um, we're spending money on the personal protective equipment we're buying for our staff and all the entire team. Um, that's the helmets, the yeah. boots, you know, gloves, eye goggles, and all of that. So we had to set up another company um, to be so uh, to handle that aspect of it. So um, all the um, HSC stuff that we use on site and all the PPE and everything that we use on site. They, so the company supplies us um, and also supplies other clients too, wow. you know, so all the tools we use, all the tools and everything that we use on site. So that company um, handles that, you know, Puski handles that. Uh, we also realized we're spending money on feeding staff on site. So we had to set up a food and catering service business um, as well. So, Yes, so, <laughs> as well. So, or quite to so, give us perspective, I mean, if you are, that is if you are liberty to 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 share some of the figures, if if you don't mind, are you able to give us perspective of of what your what your annual turnover is, or probably is, or has been in the last couple of years? That's if you're if you're liberty to share. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because I, I want I want I want people to you know yeah okay that's fine I just want to be able to I would, um, I would say it's been good let me just awesome. let me just put it that way okay <laughs> okay that's interesting so what's the future what's the future like for 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 you and and what's what what does the future hold for for the business and where do you see it in the next couple of years um okay so um we're expanding. Um, this year we um, started three new companies, um, and um, I don't I don't really think I'm 
I don't know yet. Let me not say I don't think uh, I'm going to have any new startups, uh, but uh, we're going to expand our operations. Um, so, because already uh, last year and this way, here, here we worked in about um, 25 states. Wow. Uh, yeah, worked in 25 states. So, we had different projects that we're handling uh, from state to state. Um, so, this time around, we're hoping that we would be able to even you know, um, going to some other West African countries mm. um, to offer us some of our services uh, there. Going into manufacturing, like the training, for example, most especially, we would like to extend um, uh, our our training services. There are some countries that have indicated interest, you know, in partnering with us for the training. And so we were, we were exploring those options uh, for the coming year. So, and of course, there's um, a lot of uh, money that's going to be pumping um, into liquefied uh, natural gas in the that sector, the energy right. sector. So right. we definitely, uh, we have a comp- one of our companies that's also registered um, to do business, you know, within the oil and gas sector. So we'll also be... Um, Promoting, promoting that also. So, Interesting. So, uh, like I said, it's, see, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it really is a lot of work um, to have to monitor each one of these business um, units, especially some of them being at the budding stage. You know, uh, the construction one is really doing well. The training one is also doing very well. But uh, we need to also um, push, you know, the other ones and uh, knowing fully well that we are in... Um, in a climate where you know a lot of things have to, we have to put extra efforts, you know, into uh, ensuring that you get things done. So yeah, we're right. hoping that in the coming year and in the coming years, we'll be able to expand our operations and probably uh, partner with. I don't know maybe, what I really see myself doing. Maybe in the next ten years, will probably be, uh, yeah, I'll be lecturing. Yeah, I think I would want to do that. Awesome. <laughs> it's it's amazing where of it's it's amazing where this passion of yours that originally started out as you know designing friends, apartments, and and, and how and homes and and how you how that has transformed into construction, into running the catering catering uh, catering company, and into you know the your the the whole gamut of your value chain and and extending into 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 the energy sector. It's 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 really amazing how. How that passion can actually lead you in in different um, in different direction if you're so convinced um, if that's what you're 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 called to do and from listening to you and sharing your story so far today um, some of the highlights I I think I, I take away from this and I hope that um, the, our audience listening will be able to also take away from from listening to you is the fact that first you were convinced as to what it is you wanted to do you didn't yeah. know how but you knew what you wanted to do. And, and that conviction was what was enough, was enough motivation for you to s- step out and, and to find, you know, to find your, uh, to find your, to set your sail in, in regardless of yes. that you, that you had to overcome. Interesting. We're so, so glad that you, you were able to find time to come on the show to do, to share your, um, your story with us. And, and hopefully this has really inspired someone Who's listening? They may be listening today. We don't know. Maybe five years from today, I, I believe that the principles would always remain the same. The principles, yeah, absolutely. which will be yeah. first, you need to be resolute as to what you want to do, and then yes. step out and put your whole focus into it. 
Yeah, and the, you have to be hardworking because you see, this thing takes a lot of commitment, you know, from you as a team lead. In, even though you, if you have a lot of hardworking people who, uh, in your team, you still have to be very, very committed to ensure, even when the chips are down, you've got to be the one to encourage everybody that is still going to work. Awesome. So, yeah. Thank you so Bob, very much. On your table. Thank, Thank you, you so you very so much. much. Thank you so much. It's been it's been a pleasure having you on the show today, and um, hopefully, sometime in the future, when the uh, when you have doubled the size of your organization, you wouldn't be so busy and too busy to come on the show to share your your journey so far with us. You know, I'll always be available. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for being much. on the show today. Okay. Bye for now. This is the League of Icons. Mind your mind. Be your focus and play by a different set of rules.